This is the hiring brief. Businesses worldwide are increasingly seeking to adopt a way of working used by some of the world's most successful organizations. Google, Apple, and Amazon all follow an agile approach to running their businesses. This establishes the flexible, adaptive, and continual way to operate, helping them to create a more responsive, effective organization which improves business performance and increases customer satisfaction. Evidence that Agile works can be found in factors such as empowering employees, working in short cycles, continually reviewing and improving processes and practices, and being receptive and ready to capitalize on change. In this podcast, Hector Reyes, an experienced Scrum Master and Senior Project Manager, outlines three straightforward tips on how businesses can successfully adopt an Agile philosophy. Number one, know who your customer or users are. Number two, understand how the team prioritizes its work. Number three, identify who will be responsible of answering the what are we going to do question in the team. This allows you to understand your surroundings, your context, the who's, the what's, the when's. From there, you will move to Agile. So now, let's listen to Hector Reyes' interview with Jesus Lopez, CMO and co-founder at Coderslink. You know, talking a little bit more about your your bread and butter, and that's, you know, Agile project management. And this is sort of like a buzzword from the past 10 years, I would say. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's less, but... It's been here for a while and everyone's sort of like, yeah, the Agile Manifesto and everyone sort of like sees this as, as the holy grail that tech invented for efficiency, for productivity, for tech teams, for making, you know, great products that the big, you know, giants of the world use, like the Googles of the world. They're like, yeah, these guys did this, so now I should, but from from our previous previous um, conversations not everyone really knows how to employ it and even if it's yeah. for them so so let's start small you know you're you're the expert you know what's the one thing that people normally get wrong or misunderstand about about agile i think normal you know normal scenarios they think that agile is going to make them go faster deliver faster, right? And that when you are using Agile as a methodology and whatever framework you have under that, um, that somebody who is the face of the business is empowered to change things like crazy, like to change the roadmap like crazy, like switch priorities like crazy. A lot of people think that Agile was built or was created, right? Uh, to be just flexible that that's the main thing. Like we have to be flexible, right? And in my opinion, there's a lot of people, I'm just going to put out there, there's a lot of people that disagree with that. And there's a lot of people that are just like textbook, bachelor, and this is what works and this is what, what doesn't. Um, I This is just personal experience. And, and, and to me, like going by textbook, it's assuming that every team is the same. Like they're working with the same people over and over again, same product that the that the business is not going to evolve. And we live in, as you were saying, Agile has been around for a long time, more than 20 years, right? But um, but if you look at the past 10 years, like businesses evolve and change like crazy, like crazy, right? So what what's trendy right now in six months? Like, yeah, what's new, right? So, and, and, and so what, and that's exactly what people tend to get wrong, right? Like 
oh, agile, right? Flexible. That means that, yeah, let's do this for this particular sprint, right? Next sprint, forget about what you were doing. Let's do this other thing. And then in six months, like, well, we actually didn't do anything. So what's wrong? The framework's not working. It's probably the reason why. So um, I, I would say there are a lot more reasons that there are almost, a lot more, not reasons, but things that people tend to misunderstand uh, about doing or being agile. Um, but I would say those two are the most uh, common, right? Which are one, one, one of the things that, that, that kept bumping into my mind is, I think the definition is also very, you know, yeah. Um, it's just not defined for everyone in their minds. I think everyone has a different definition. So yep. how would you, with your experience, with how you've managed you know, your teams uh, in the past, how would you define it? Define agile? Yeah. I would, uh, and this is something that we, uh, as a team, right, we went to a conference, I think it was about a year ago, maybe a little more. Um, to me, agile is more of a mindset it's a way of doing things not necessarily a framework right anybody can come up with a framework depending on what your situation is right if it's scrum what is that deviation of scrum nobody uses scrum the way the textbook says because that's not it's just not real life right um but framework like that's uh, I, I don't think you can club Agile into, oh, it's just Agile is a scrum, right? Or Agile is coming, or Agile is about going fast. Like to me, Agile is about being efficient. That's it. If I need to summarize what's Agile, Agile is about uh, just being efficient. The point is not, and this, and this was a little quote, right? The point is not to be Agile, the point is to be efficient, right? And if you are, as a team, as a company, as an org, if you are just switching gears, right? To do Scrum just because you want to do it and there's no reason, um, it's not going to work. 90% chance it's not going to work, right? Um, but if you approach it with a different lens and saying, hey, I've got a problem. I know there's a problem. I have ideas on what the problem is, but I have no idea how to solve it. And there's, you know, collaboration issues. I have no idea how to measure performance. I have no idea how to, um, I don't know what my team is capable of doing because everyone is just scrambling around, working long hours, working over the weekend. Um, there's an efficiency problem, right? And that doesn't mean that agile is the holy grail and the source of truth. Where hey, I'm just you know like a uh, like an angel pulling, uh, being like, I'm going to solve all your problems. That never that never happens, right? And it's and it's painful. It's pretty easy to understand super complicated to really um, implement. So I would say Agile is all about being efficient and it doesn't really matter. I guess it does matter a little bit, right? But um, the core thing is not how the different concepts and ceremonies and artifacts you, uh, you work with. It's how do you leverage those to be efficient? And it doesn't matter if somebody comes and tells you, but that's not Scrum, but that's not Kanban and uh, throwing hate out of you because um, that doesn't happen, right? Um, it's all about, hey, you do whatever you want. This works for us, right? So, and if you're efficient, good. That's success, right? Because it's all about being efficient, right? So, yeah. I like that. I, I like that being more about the mindset <laughs> and, and less about sort of like, these are the rules. This is how you should do it. And there's yeah. no flexibility. And yeah, personally, I, I, I agree with that. I think most of the things that, that, that happen in business are, are like, so they, they're a, a, a place where you can move and, and start. 
it's a it's a starting starting spot, right? So a starting point that that helps you, you know, see and try. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe you take yeah. one thing out. Maybe you add another one. Maybe you switch things. But it's that 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 idea, the mentality, the way of doing things. And I like I like the way you put it. So um, I agree. And, and you know, talking to 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 other folks. Everyone has their their version of you know agile. It's a, of yeah. it's a thing too, right? So, um, but yep. sort of like everyone believes that their way is the best. But yeah, I think yes. it's we 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 all believe we're doing the best in everything we are. So I I can't blame it. But well, um, you know, as an as an agile PM, what's your number one goal? So you know, to put it in context with your current team, what's your number one goal? The first thing, your north star. Uh, as much as you gave me a heads up that you were going to ask me this, I just couldn't figure out a way to, a way to answer it. Um, full transparency, yeah, I didn't know that he was going to ask me this. But I, I, would, I would say that to me the number one goal is that everybody, right? And when I say everybody, is that like the, the team, like the group of people that you work with, not just the engineers and not just the immediate manager, but as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a team, right? That everybody is aware of what our mission is and how do we operate to get to that goal, right? What our goals are and how do we, how are we going to get to, like, what are those sets of, uh, you know, uh, processes? What are those sets of rules? Who, who, who is supposed to play which role? And uh, how do I, as a person, or how do I, as an engineer, what, what is my role? Like, like, how do I bring value to, to the framework, to the process, right? Whatever you want to name it. So to me, that's the number one goal, that you're able to go to any person in the team and ask, what is your role in the agile setup that you have? And they're able to clearly tell you, this is what I do, and this is what my part is. And this is how I bring value. Uh, to, to me, that's the number one goal, right? Because that means that every other piece, right? And by piece, I mean, um, could be meetings, right? like backlog refinement or uh, um, plannings or stuff and uh, backlog health and other metrics. When you place them, right? In different, uh, with different contexts and then at different times, um, it's just going to fall naturally, right? Because everybody already knows, like, it's like, okay, so we're going to have this um, switch to how we manage our backlog, right? Everybody already knows, okay, so this is what I'm supposed to do now. And it's not like, hey, whoa, you're introducing a whole new thing. Uh, and now we have to figure out, well, what am I supposed to do? Who's going to, who's supposed to create stories and who's supposed to do this or what? Um, so it, I would say to me, that's the number one goal. I could talk about a lot of other number one goals but right now i'll say to me that's the most important I mean, it doesn't make that much sense but to me that's really important <laughs> yeah it's like it's clear in your mind i've had those things when you're like i you sort of like don't know how to transmit that but I, I i do get you and it's sort of like because having that like you said everything else falls into place and and that produces results and that produces sort of like that leads to the the other part of that you know, I guess everyone's looking for that efficiency, that performance, that hitting your goals, that, you know, getting your releases out, efficiently, whatever. So um, I definitely get it. And, and I think this segues really good into my, my, my next question, was, was, with, which is, you know, getting started. What are the initial steps? You know, what's the first steps a mother manager 
should take. And, and let me put a scenario here. Let's say that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm recently joining a team or I'm, I'm building a team, even better, building a team. I'm not very well familiarized with project management or agile project management, but I'm interested in getting into it. You know, uh, let's say I already learned a little bit, but what are my first steps that I should take to implement this whole, you know, framework mentality? So, uh, in, in, in no particular order, right? So I would say that it's super important that you know who are your customers, right? Who are your users? If, if, if your users are uh, maybe the team that's sitting next to you, if you're talking about a sales team that sits somewhere else, um, maybe your user for certain teams, right? It's the actual consumer of your product, right? Um, like having, uh, having a solid understanding on who is your user. And the second, how do you, or how does the team prioritize this work? Like that intake funnel, right? Uh, are we getting requirements from all users? How do we get them? Where are, you know, what are different mechanisms in which we can get requests and get emails? Somebody pings on chime. Maybe somebody's going to pick up the phone and ask you. Maybe there's already a, I'm not sure, like Jira or Rally or some ticketing system that that's what you leverage to get your request. Uh, uh, so to me, that's important. Uh, and combining that with the business, like the, the person who drives the, what are we going to do, right? Which is product manager, product, product owner, whatever different name, right? You want to say, uh, what's the criteria for us to say that something's important to, to you know, worth of doing? Right? Is it based out of revenue? Is it based out of I don't know, just like a dollar amount? If if this is coming directly from the uh, CFO, if this is coming from the CEO, if this is a if our prioritization relies on whoever yells the loudest, because that happens every time. So understanding that uh, that uh, uh, that's that's gonna help you set up your framework, right? So that's understanding your surroundings, who's the what's the the, the whens. Uh, then you would move to in case of agile, right? So let's assume that the team is not doing any of that. Um, you obviously want to make sure that you level set everyone. Because as you were saying, right, it's super important, especially in modern times, that when you talk about agile, when you're like, hey, team, let's do Scrum. Let's just assume that everyone's like, yeah, let's do it, right? Super positive. Um, if they do that, when you ask everyone, what does Scrum or Agile means to you? Everyone's going to give you a different opinion. Everyone's going to tell you something different, right? And you may be talking to people that have done that for five years, for a month, for 10 years uh, in different industries, uh, and they're all going to give you a different uh, opinion. So it's important that you level set everyone to make sure that everyone's on the same page, that everyone, uh, you know, you can do a quick roles and responsibilities workshop, right? Uh, what is our team working agreements? How do we define like definition of ready? How are we going to define when work is truly something that we can act on, uh, actionable? And our definition of done, how do we as a team say that something's done? Does it have to be in production? Does it have to be in UET environment? Does it just have to be done and then somebody else is gonna take it and do some QA? Like all those things when you, when, when you put those, and, and again, up until now, I'm not even talking about you know, making tweaks and what everyone thinks that it's, uh, you know, their own version of Scrum, story points, hours, or whatever. Not even going that. It's just going to, um, do we understand what we're going to be doing? If the answer is yes, good. 
that's all you need as a starting point, right? And obviously that you have your roadmap because as much as a, as much as a fancy framework that you have, if you don't have a roadmap, if you don't have work to do or, or nobody understands what are we supposed to be doing in your spirit. That's, that's it, right? So having that, Hey, we've got this year ahead of us. How are we going to get there? Right? So this is, this is, these are the basic set of rules uh, that are going to help us get there. We're going to obviously uh, work, Iteratively, we're going to improve iteratively, right? So, but that's obviously future, right? So, if everybody understands what the current state is, that again, uh, that that mindset that we're talking about, if everyone has the same answer for yes, this is what we're doing. To me, that's a that's how you have to get started, right? Even before you bombard everyone with stand up every day and planning every two weeks or three weeks and. Um, and this is who, who's going to be creating user resources because that's already like you're skipping everything else and you're like, okay, let's just go and do it because I'm assuming that everybody knows mm-hmm. that job, right? And, and they do in their own way. So to me, that's, that's the number one. Yeah, laying the groundwork, making yeah. sure that everyone, you know, getting, understanding the problem. I think I, I would summarize as, as, as this. So understanding who's involved, you know, what the problem is, what the objective uh, and what the roles and responsibilities are, as well as what we are working as a definition of Agile. I think sort of like step one, let's do that. Um, right. 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 I think that I think that that makes perfect sense in, in, in getting, you know, everyone on the same page. I think that's 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 important. And, and, and moving one step further, once we have that, what will be the next step? I would say that uh, it's it's probably potentially part of that to get probably towards the end is how are we going to measure that we're on track? How are we going to measure that we're truly being efficient, right? Um, it, it, it probably relates to just metrics, right? It's just transparent. Like, how are we going to measure? Like, what are the numbers that we're going to drive our uh, improvements? Right? And those numbers, it's important. And this is where obviously an expert comes into place because if you delegate that task to a TPM to a, a normal a manager that's just going to be a people manager, it's pretty complicated for them to uh, have the context on being neutral to the team, right? Like, like really, I'm just going to be um, objective about where we are. So if you define this, these are our goals and this is how we're going to measure how are we trending in the short term, in the midterm, and in the long term, then uh, that you're obviously laying the, this is, this is how we know we're on track, right? And those metrics can be just as an example, right? If you, if you talk about, we're just getting started, right? Okay. Let's assume you're doing a uh, normal scrum, right? Oh, we're going to be looking at our burn down or, you know, burn up. We're going to be looking at velocity. Okay. All right. Little by little, right? So those are going to be the ones, right? What does velocity mean? Right. Okay. That's probably more of a midterm kind of thing. As you gather more data, right? What? How do we as team read that? And then you start introducing different metrics, right? Depending on your situation. So the same metrics that metrics that you're using uh, when the team is not that mature cannot be the same that you use when the team is more mature, right? Because you want to make sure that you're able to measure different things, right? But you obviously don't start the other way around. Like you're going to be like, how oh, we're going to have this fancy set of metrics that I don't even have the data to support it. I don't, you know, like we're, we're, we're not that mature to be able to generate those. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, 
So I would summarize it, and, and, and there's a really good metric that I'd, that I'd like to use, which is around the committed to completed ratio, which equals to how predictable are we, right? Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with velocity, and we can deliver 100 points, or we can deliver, I'm not sure what, 50 hours or whatever metric you're using, right? But if, as a manager, and I would think that every manager would love to have an answer to this, right? But if you, as a manager, if you can 95% confidence say, this is what my team can do in the next month, in terms of effort, and I'm telling you that with 95% um, uh, uh, confidence, it's good, right? Like that's already a uh, that's that that already proves sufficiency, right? Yeah. Efficiency should not be measured on. We have to deliver more and more and more and more because that's just not possible and it's not sustainable. Unless you have more people every single week, yeah, maybe, right? But that's not the setup that we lived in, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, so. To me, it, it's it's around uh, it's around uh, that right, like that second step that you're talking about is, as a team, how do we interpret those metrics, right? And that everybody understands what those metrics, where are those being pulled from, what do they mean, and how do they, how are they going to be used to really show improvements and not leverage those metrics against the team because that can get easily easily out of hand. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's more <laughs> of the positive approach where you're saying like, these are the things that will help us drive our progress, not yeah. see if you're doing your job and, and then I, if you're not, then I'm going to fire you. Yeah, yeah, I can see where we're, yeah. I think, uh, you know, completely un, unrelated, but I'm, I'm just going to take a quick, you know, tangent here. But I mean, I, that's one of the things that I, I, I think about a lot and, and P, I, in my experience and from my, and this is personal feeling, right? I, I have never mm -hmm. been. I've never asked someone directly, even though I should, but you know, a lot of folks are afraid of metrics because they fear that they will show when they're not doing your job. And I mean, from my perspective, I think metrics show you, yes, of course, part of that showing is, yeah, if you're not doing your job, you're not going to get to that metric because it's a KPI measure. It's, it's binary, it's numbers. Um, so it, it will, it, it will, it will tell you you're not doing your, your good job, but it will tell you, if you are also doing a good job and, and that and it's positive it in both ways is positive. And I think that's, that's the message I want to translate. I, I want to transmit it's if, if you're understanding how not to do something, it's as valuable as knowing how to do something, because if you get something right the first time, maybe it was dumb luck. But if, if you get something good after getting it wrong a couple of times, then you understand that you were progressively got there. So, you know, understanding that metrics are there to help and not to, to something to fear. I think it's something that, you know, it's the initial reaction. Fear is the initial reaction. But I think getting, getting beyond that and understanding that it's, it's more about guiding than it is about measuring, uh, that it, 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 it helps. And now, you know, closing that tangent, coming back, coming back into the fold, uh, you know, and, you know, going back to the methodology and ways of imp implementing it, I, I really like the approach because it sets, again, I'm going to repeat this a couple of times because I, I'm really fond of it, setting the, setting the table, setting the framework, setting the, the, the you know, foundations. And you, in our previous conversations, and, and I think you mentioned earlier in the conversation as well, uh, some companies are not, should not be doing Agile and should not be doing maybe a version of Agile. Are there any qualifiers that you, or uh, maybe a checklist that you say, analyzing a company from, from, you know, from a third 
party perspective, if they do this, 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 and that, then they're not eligible to do agile. Or is everyone eligible? Can you shed some light into that? Uh, yeah, I think it would be partially yes when you say that everyone is eligible to do that, right? Because if we go by the it's not necessarily a series of steps with more of a mindset, then I think, yeah, like everyone, not just IT, right? Should ideally qualify to implement some of those concepts, right? Again, not, not everything. If you publicly talk about construction and you probably heard of Morgan, right? I've got them next to me. Well, yeah, construction is not something that you're going to be doing in a digital manner. It just doesn't make sense, right? It would be stupid to do that. But if you go to, I'm not sure, like HR processes, right? finance processes, like people that are working with you on marketing, right? They all have their tasks, their objectives, their projects, right? As much as IT um, people have, right? It's just that traditionally Agile is more of a, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's an IT kind of thing, right? Over the past couple of years, that's just changed to more um, departments within the company uh, applying the same concepts uh, because let's just face it, it's, it, it, it works, right? Because it, it talks about, uh, again, it talks about being efficient. Now, when you ask around who, who should do it and who shouldn't, um, I, I guess there, there could be some indicators, right? Like one of the things that I tell people is that um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the cone of uncertainty, right? Which is around how, how much do you, uh, how, how well can you define the effort in doing something and how well do you understand the project that's coming down the way. Um, for a lot of us, it's impossible to know the ins and out when the project's being created. And that's why Agile, it's uh, a really good fit for a lot of people, right? Because that Agile is going to give you the flexibility to let's not wait until everything's like 100% certain. Let's just start doing something. It's just, again, let's just start doing something, build a prototype, iterate in that prototype, um, uh, be, because our users, the people who are driving those requirements, they don't know what they want. They want to address a problem, right? They're not giving you a project. If they want to address a problem, it's your responsibility to get creative and be like, okay, how, how can I do that, right? So um, that's, that's, so to me, that's a good qualifier. So the less you know, uh, the more you qualify to do either Scrum or Dagger or any of those things, right? And then as you move, farther out and then let's assume that you have a lot of visibility into you know your fixed scope this is your fixed requirement then then that doesn't make that much sense for you to be doing agile right because you've got someone that's telling you this is what i want and i'm signing for it this is what i want so there it is right it's like a recipe right you're not going to change it i'm not asking for anything else i'm just telling you up front this is what i want and You've got your players in place, you've teamed all set up. Then that's like, hey, I, I guess you could, if you wanted to, you can execute in Agile, right? But it's not going to add that much value versus if you would do it in, do it in a, execute it in a traditional waterfall model, right? Because again, you already have everything up front. Now, if, if that happens in real life or not, well, <laughs> maybe not, right? Um, so, uh, so to, to me, those are like qualifiers. One other thing that um, I guess it's a tricky one, but if you have a setup or you are working in an environment in which there are tons of org changes, people coming and going, and your turns pretty, you know, like um, 
uh, everyone's just jumping off the boat and then you switch people from one team to another. That is, well, that th that is obviously going to complete a lot with Agile, right? And whatever from we refer to, uh, you refer to work with because there's no stability at all, right? And I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about job security, right? I'm just talking about that driving change that you're trying to work for. It's just not never going to happen, right? It's just never going to happen because the, the players are just coming and going, right? So yeah. um, you never get to a point where the team is somewhat mature and on the same page that you're able to start doing some, some, some progress. So um, I would say those ones are indicators of people that should not be doing it. And the last and third one is that if somebody is just being like, let's just do it because I'm the director and let's just freaking do it. That's probably the third one. Like you, you, that, that doesn't mean that you should not do it. That means you should be very careful on doing, on, on doing it because it's a top down and it's more of a, you know, what I'm going to right. If, if it's like that, it's it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just not going to go well. It's, it's not going to go well. And I've, I've, I've been there and it's nasty. Right? So, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I kept thinking about, you know, different company sizes, you know, small, medium, you know, large companies. And, and, and in my mind, I think it applies to all of them because it's small. Yeah. You have a nimble team and you need to be aware of the uncertainty that's happening because you, you probably don't have that, you know, that closed project, that closed loop project where you have, yeah, this is a hundred percent and it won't change. Again, you know, it goes the other way. You probably will change a lot because you, you can't think of stuff at the beginning that even when you release your first version to production, you know, a lot of stuff are just going to hit you or going to blindside you. And then you're going to be like, okay, I have to rethink, you know, customers are going to start yelling at you. You're going to have to do you know, any ticketing support and everything just starts falling apart. But I mean, that's the fun of it, you know, not to, not to, you know, take some of the fun out of it by saying that, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it happens. And, and I think, you know, small business owners are, are, are one of the folks that should, you know, get a little bit more knowledgeable in my, in my opinion, and if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not correct, please, please correct me, uh, should get more knowledgeable about, you know, what agile is, how they can apply it in their business and start lean yeah. and start easy, not get all complex with, yeah, we're going to have meetings every day. We're going to do all of this complexity, but start lean, start small. And I guess medium is where bigger teams are starting to, to come into, into play where there's, I guess, you mm -hmm. know, you know, five people to 10 people teams and folks are using this to be more nimble. And, you know, yep. large companies, I think you just need to have it to read because like you're saying, you're too far away from the decision maker that you have to be constantly moving. So right. I think it's, you know, I, I kept thinking about this and, and all these different folks have different objectives and all of them can benefit from implementing something like this. And one of the things that you were also saying is, you, you, you've mentioned in our conversation Kanban and you mentioned in our conversation Scrum. So what's the, do you, can you define them real quick? And then would you say that some apply to one type of company or type of tech team versus another? You know, what would be the difference there and who, who applies to what? What's, what, what I've, uh, what I've seen, well, I guess it's a lot more common to work on, on, on Scrum, which is more of a, time box, right? So we're going to have cycles, defined cycles, whatever, two, three weeks a month, right? In some cases, and we're going to be shipping incrementally, right? So if you have, if you have the luxury to say, um, I, I can take this commitment, right? And we as a team, we're able to say, all right, so we're going to commit to do this for this particular time box, which is a sprint. 
uh, then that's, so that's good, right? So that already tells you that's that's a Scrum at a super high level, right? Um, whereas Kanban, it's more of a, uh, I would say, and maybe uh, a lot of people are going to just be like, no, you're super wrong about it. But to me, it's more of a repetitive operations, right? So if you have an operations team, right? If you're uh, the effort of completing one task, it's pretty similar from one another, right? So you're always getting tickets and you're going to be measured on cycle time or lead time, like how, how fast can you move? Um, how fast do you respond to tickets? How fast are you closing them? And how much time are those, uh, uh, you know, uh, how much time are those sitting in a particular status progress or waiting for validation or whatnot, right? Um, so if, if your setup, which traditionally it's more of an operations kind of, kind of team, uh, it's, it's like that, then to me, that's more of a uh, Kanban qualifier, right? As an operations team, it doesn't make that much sense for you to be like, let's do Scrum, let's plan for two weeks because you know that in two days after your Scrum planning, everything is going to go down the toilet, right? Because now you have more urgent things to work on. And the concept around time boxing uh, something, it's just, it's just not possible. It doesn't add any, uh, any value now a lot. There's this, um, well, this crumb, if you take a look at it, once you start working, or once you click start and sprint, then that it's like a, like, like a Kanban view, right? You've got your different workflows, you have your different stages, and everyone is in charge of moving uh, uh, particular tasks from one column to the other uh, until you're done, right? But it's time box. You have a fixed, mini fixed scope, right? And, and if you've got the luxury to do that, and nobody should interrupt the team, uh, then that's good, right? But if you know that you have to be super reactive to things, you should not be doing Scrum. And instead, it's more of a Kanban, right? Because in Kanban, it's like you are working with things that are average, the same size or effort, right? So you are able to get your metrics around number of tickets closed, for example, right? Whereas in Scrum, if you say, oh, the yeah, number of user stores closed, well, that's a little unfair unless every single store is the same effort, right? Which... It takes a lot of maturity for a team to get to a place where they can say every single story that we create adds value and it's about the same size or effort. That's exactly. it's an ideal state, right? But, uh, but yeah. What about what about what about uh, you know production errors or production emergencies? Uh, these you know going against the scope of small, medium, yeah. small, medium, large, large really don't get a lot of fires. But medium and small, you know, fires are burning every week. So would those qualify more for Kanban versus Scrum, would you say? I would, yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with having a hybrid approach. Obviously, with small and medium, there's a limitation of how many resources, how many people you can have within a team, right? If you're talking about large companies, they just, can just throw money, quote unquote, right? Like resources just have more people helping. That's not feasible for uh, smaller companies, right? So uh, there's nothing wrong with having. Uh, I, I worked once with a team that they had their team that was dedicated to net new development, right? Like actual projects that are not, you know, if, if a fire happens, um, has nothing to do with that project. Uh, but the, as you were saying, right? So there has to be that. Uh, OE, like Operation Excellence uh, person that's working on fires and things like that. And they always do that 
we do that on a rotation basis. You've got your team here that's working on uh, Scrum, for example. And then you've got this other person that's outside of this bubble, right, tackling that. And everyone would take rotation to, uh, to work on that. Uh, that's obviously an example that you don't have as many people to have two teams, one that would be working in operations and another one that would be working here. The thing that I would not recommend is that if you are doing Scrum, right, if you have your sprints planned and stuff like that, try as much as possible not to include all the fires within that same uh, sprint if you don't have to, right? Like try to have them at least in a different board, in a different place so that it's not too, uh, you know, destructive. But, but obviously to understand, right, that if somebody has to go and tackle a fire that was not um, previously allocated or accounted for that, you would have to do it, right? It goes to, yes, the framework is supposed to be flexible, efficient, right? So if somebody has to put up a fire in production, they will have to do it. And yes or yes, you would have to sacrifice uh, new development, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think it's... It's one of the big questions that, uh, yeah. that happen, and like, okay, so which one should I do first? And and you know, moving forward, what are some of the popular metrics? And you've mentioned a few by businesses that me- yeah. that businesses use to measure tech teams. Uh, you know, if I'm a business owner and I come to you and say, hey, you know, these are some metrics. What are those metrics that I'm, that have you seen businesses love? So velocity is pretty common, right? Uh, I would. It's pretty common and pretty dangerous depending on who you show it to, right? Because then people tend to like, oh, yeah, we have to just increase the number there. Uh, with metrics, at least on the agile space, right, that's where I'm in, metrics has to be uh, taking a, have to be a conversation starter, right? I know numbers are binary. It's a yes, you're performing. No, you're not performing. But metrics have to be shown uh, in combination with others, right? Velocity can be shown in combination with uh, committed to complete a ratio, right? And, and show that picture, right? That uh, it's not necessarily a good thing that the team is delivering a hundred points uh, when the previous sprint they were delivering, I'm not sure, the, the 50 or 60. Um, somebody who does not understand that, they would go and read it and be like, awesome, all right, 100 and something plus percent increase in productivity. Well, not really, right? We're probably, we were carrying over a bunch of work. There are issues happening. So, um, so velocity committed to complete ratio, release trend when you have that flexibility to map out all your requirements, try to allocate some effort to them in hours or short points and whatever, and show you that trend sprint by sprint to hit a particular goal. Um, that is something that gives you a lot of, to me, that's super helpful because that gives you a lot of uh, leverage when someone says, hey, what if we do this extra thing? It's not a big deal. It's just a minor change. Uh, then you can easily tell them, hey, look, if I place a change in here, adding the scope, our target date gets pushed out for about two weeks. And that's not me. I'm not making stuff up. That's numbers, right? So when you have that, flexibility when, when you when you have that and when you work to get those metrics and those numbers are um com- you know they can give you that level of confidence because nobody's tricking those numbers um that is the best pushback that you can have because you can say as much as you want to leadership right but uh they're always going to be like just do it do it do it do it i don't care do it figure out a way to do it 
But if you've got numbers to back that up, it's pretty difficult to, 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 to challenge that, right? So that becomes a more of a, okay, if you want me to get this, I have to get something out. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you, you pick it, right? You, I, I can guide you, but you have to, well, there's no way, unless you give me more people, right? And even if you give me more people, it's not a guarantee, right? So um, I, I guess those three are uh, kind of relatively easy to get. Um, uh, and, and they're really, really uh, helpful, at least in my experience, in my current setup. If you want to learn more about onboarding teams to Agile practices, head over to coderslink.com or check the link in this episode's description to get a copy of our new onboarding guide. We'd love to hear from you, so make sure to follow us on LinkedIn and send us a message. So for now, this has been The Hiring Brief.